We are in week 10 of college football. This is Stupid versus Spread. I'm Alex, that's Mike, and we are going to get into uh, what is most likely a very, very awesome week of college football. Uh, five ranked-to-ranked matchups this week, uh, which is pretty unprecedented this late in the season. Even even all things considered, there's usually like one or two games that aren't ranked matchups. So we got a really good slate. Um top of that we had the college football playoff rankings get published a um, little bit surprising i think some people saw it coming but this is definitely uh only based on who you've played so far so we have ohio state at number one over georgia number two uh, michigan number three florida state number four and washington the last undefeated number five before oregon texas alabama oklahoma and old miss rounding up the top 10 um does Ohio State up top surprise you, and if not, who do you think doesn't deserve a top ten ranking right now? Um, I don't know that Ohio State surprises me. If you're going off a resume, when you combine Notre Dame with Penn State, I think even though Wisconsin win last week, um, I could certainly see how they got there. Um, I guess Georgia, like the the thing to me is, if you're gonna go that route, I feel like. Florida State and Washington have better wins than Georgia does. Agreed. Um, and probably better resumes. So if you're really going to play that game, it should be like Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, and even Florida State, like depending on how much credit you give uh, the Clemson win now, uh, Washington might be ahead of them just because of the win against Oregon. Um, so, yeah, it's int- like even Texas should be in that conversation then too, but – I, I don't know. I probably would have gone Georgia, Michigan, and then figured out Ohio State, Florida State, Washington. Otherwise, in the top 10, I don't think Ole Miss deserves to be there. Um, I think Penn State is better. I think you can make the argument Missouri's better. I think you can make the argument like if you're just if you're taking the teams that are better, I think LSU is probably better. I think Notre Dame is probably better. Um so, I disagree on Notre Dame just because there are two ranked losses, but LSU certainly isn't doing any better with that early loss to Florida State. Yeah, I just think Notre Dame, if I'm thinking who would beat Ole Miss in a head-to-head, I think Notre Dame would, um, just based on their defense. But I think they haven't yeah. really played offense. So, um, yeah, I think overall it's 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 also super early, and a lot of the, the top of the, the rankings is going to shake. Uh, through head to head, so um, yeah, I mean, we got Washington, Oregon in a couple weeks, um, so that'll shake out. I think what they're doing, a lot of people discuss this, is they're setting up Ohio State to be still in contention if they lose to Michigan in the regular season, which obviously, you know, for those of you who don't know, that is a regular season matchup, not a you know conference championship matchup because uh, they're in the same division of their conference so i think they're trying to situate themselves to where regardless of who loses there they could still justify putting them in the top four i don't know if you Um, agree i don't know if they're playing those games that early just because like a one loss ohio state with their only loss being michigan i don't know who like a one loss they're gonna their only arguments are gonna be with one loss conference champs pretty much because every other team with one loss is probably not gonna have a better loss than uh than them because Alabama because Alabama if they lose to Georgia will have two losses Georgia's I guess Georgia, the the nightmare scenario would be if um 
Alabama beat, let's say it is Alabama that goes to the SEC championship with one loss, and then they beat Georgia, and then you have right. to pick between Georgia and Ohio State. Uh, and both of the teams that beat them are in the playoffs. So it's that one's difficult. But um, but other than that, like every other team is going to have, in that scenario, is going to have at least two losses and not have a conference championship. So they're like the teams that they would be competing with who also would have one loss are not going to have a better loss than them. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a little early for that. I think they're probably setting it up so that when Michigan – they could be setting it up so when Michigan beats Penn State, they leapfrog Georgia, and then you get a one-two matchup in the regular season. That would be Galaxy Brain. Um, but I don't. I also like Cover Three talked about this uh, today. I don't know if they'll do that because I don't think that game's on ESPN. And there's a conspiracy theory that the College Football Playoff makes their rankings deliberately so that the matchups that are on ESPN are better, um, which would explain why USC <laughs> is still ranked. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, that game is on ABC this week. Yeah, the, uh, there's um, there's a few teams I think we both disagree with, either being too low or maybe not being represented as well. I don't think Southern Cal is worthy of a top 20 spot. Um, I think if you just look at the board, right, two pretty bad losses. I mean, I know Utah's good, but Utah without Cam Rising, oh, that's a loss. Like, USC has... I mean, they just... they. Pretty they heavily. lost to they lost to the same Utah team at home that then went home and lost by thirty to Oregon. Right, right, and they're still currently ranked above the team that beat them in the Cotton Bowl. They're still ranked above some other teams who are probably a little more deserving, I think, of of a second chance there. I I, I do find it interesting. I think there's some like I think Notre Dame's probably a little higher, in my opinion. Uh, than 15. I think LSU, we'll see after this week, so I don't really care where LSU is on the rankings. But, like, I think Penn State's better than Ole Miss. We were discussing about this before we started recording. Like, I think there's some, if you were to do, like, a genuine what's the spread, Penn State, Ole Miss, who's favorite? Like, neutral site. I I think it's Penn State. I think it's Penn State. It's probably closer than we think just because Penn State's Like, two and a half or three, yeah. Yeah, but, but I think it's Penn State. And like, if you're like Ole Miss, barely beat Tulane in that game. Like you know, there's Air Force is undefeated in rank 25. I don't like. I think there's a lot of there's less respect for the G5, and I think at least out of the AAC, uh, you know, you're looking at some pretty good competition as far as who who you're beating up to be seven and one or eight and zero. But it'll be interesting. I think uh, I think we'll see in the upcoming weeks is kind of start to take shape. I'll be honest with you. I don't see anyone outside the top really 13 or 14 here. If LSU runs the table, um, being, being in the conversation. Um, but I think anyone outside the up above, you know, place 13 with Louisville, right? Everybody is either a one or no loss team. I think anyone on on that can really make their own storyline to make the Playoffs, I think outside of that, you need help. I think that's kind of the interesting differentiator, which I think we kind of knew going into this, right? You have to be a one loss or no loss team to really secure your place. Do you think anyone outside that outside of, you know, number 13 Louisville has, has got a chance with two losses already? I'm trying to think of like dark horses. Um, I would think LSU or Notre Dame just because Notre Dame's independent. They could run the table. LSU could run the table in the SEC. 
Yeah. If LSU is SEC champion, then this is a much different conversation. LSU, I think the same logic goes for Tennessee. Um, And then Oregon State, possibly, because I think they still have Washington and Oregon left. So if you beat both of them. um, Yeah, I could see that. So, like, you could, hypothetically. Um, That would be – I'll be honest with you. I would love Oregon State. I don't think they're going to do it because – I've watched a few Oregon State games this year, and they're very hot and cold at times. It feels like, um, you know, there's there's games where they look, you know, astounding, and then there's there's games where they lose to Arizona, and it's very very interesting dichotomy. Yeah, and they they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, they're the only other one I could think of would be like Oklahoma State if they beat Oklahoma. They don't play Texas. They would get Texas in a Big 12 championship game. But they all they have are the new Big 12 schools, I believe, down the stretch after Oklahoma. So they could get in and then win a game, win the Big 12 championship. And then if you had chaos above them, like maybe that's how you that's how it happens. I like possibly. But yeah, they like very limited avenues for any team with two loss right now. Two loss. Oh yeah, I would agree. I would agree. All right. Well, let's get into this well to describe as amazing week. Um first game of the week, first ranked matchup of the week. Uh Kansas State at Texas. Noon kickoff. Kansas State is four and a half point underdogs, so plus four and a half, over under is fifty. Uh, I'll let you go first, Mike. I don't. I have a lean for this one. I don't have a play. Um, do you? Th- do you think Texas handedly wins here, or does Kansas State kind of show us what they're made of? Uh, I don't have any plays. I have a lean on the under based on where the money is headed, um, and because I see why. Like the so Kansas State looked great. Uh, probably my worst pick from last week was. Houston plus the 17, they lost 41 to nothing. Um, got absolutely destroyed. And we're never really in that game. Like Kansas State dominated them. Um, I lean the under because Malik Murphy didn't overwhelm. I don't think Kansas State will be able to do the same thing they did to Houston's defense against a much better defense in Texas. And because Texas is a little bit limited without Quinn Ewers, I would expect them to try to make this a little bit more of a physical game. Kansas State, obviously, with their pedigree, that's sort of the way that they would probably prefer to play anyway. Um, The only thing that keeps me off of it is Kansas State's offense has been a little unpredictable in the sense that they went to the five-star Avery Johnson, but last week it was all Will Howard. Avery Johnson, I think, got like one touch in the first half and fumbled it. Um, And... So you don't really know what you're getting out of Kansas State's offense, which may mean they, they've got something up their sleeve for Texas that will confuse them in the first half. And then Texas has the chops to score and attract me with Kansas State too. Um, so, I, like, I, I'm I'm staying away from it just because of that, and it's, like, relatively low at 50.5 for a college game. Um, and I also lean Texas, but this is – at four, it's perfectly situated. Um, and I, I just – I don't like the line because I think there's a there's a chance Kansas State keeps this game close, like through wire to wire. Um, I think Texas should win, but we don't really know what Malik Murphy is. I'm not exactly scared of Kansas State's defense per se, 
but we just don't know if he's going to settle down and play a little bit more up to his talent level or if he's going to continue to look like a player making his what playing his fourth career game so um yeah yeah a lot of leans a lot of variants very it'll be interesting um and i just yeah i think under is probably the right side but i'm not touching i don't hate the under here uh i i i'm leaning texas uh mostly for the same reasons you talked about um you know yours is out texas has looked good but not you know amazing i think for me the the uh, OU loss is still very much painted on my mind uh, from four weeks ago or three weeks ago. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting um, to see how Texas kind of handles the adversity. I do think they their defense probably at the end of the day overwhelms uh, Kansas State. I just think like at, with Kansas State running the ball more than they pass, um, you know, I don't hate your underpick. Um, I think if you're Texas, you look to slow it down a little, but I could still see this being an easily a seven point game uh, by the end of the day. I think Texas also knows they kind of have to roll here, even with an injured quarterback, um, you know, with those rankings and, and with them looking to stay in the conversation for the college football playoffs. So, so I'll lean, lean Texas plus four or minus four and a half here. Um, see how the line falls. I'm not going to take it right now because the line has moved downward. I'm, an, I'm interested to see if that trend continues. Um, so I'm not playing it yet, but otherwise, yeah, I do like Texas in this spot. Not really a letdown spot with a ranked matchup. Um, you know, you're at home, so that helps. And and you're really vying for those that, that playoff spot. I think Kansas State is kind of in that playoff conversation too, but very much less so. So we'll see. But uh, I, I do like Texas on the lean here. Next game. OU at Oklahoma State, 330 kick. Oklahoma State is six-point underdogs, over under 61 and a half. Mike, what do you like here? Um, I Spread-wise, I don't have any plays here either. Spread-wise, I have no idea. Because, like, you, you just don't know what you're going to get from Oklahoma coming off a loss. If they hadn't lost, I would love a bad loss. Yeah. I, I would, I would love Oklahoma state here. If Oklahoma wasn't coming off a loss, Um, but coming off a loss and it wasn't really a look ahead. It was just, they got got by a backup quarterback in a game that they definitely should have won. It, and I mean, should have won, like had the game basically wrapped up. They got the ball with 245 to go up a score. Like you've got to put that game away. And they just didn't. And they kicked the ball back to Kansas. Kansas drives down the field. Like I, I shut it off and wasn't paying attention to it. Cause I was like, Oh, Oklahoma got the ball back up. Right. The game's over. Game's right. over. Yeah. And they just couldn't put it away. So um, yeah, I think that one's going to sting and like moving forward, do they bounce off the turf with everything still in front of them? Because presumably if Oklahoma wins out, beats Texas again, they're probably in the playoff unless you get like, well, it's their only shot to get in the playoff. They're going to have to right. then outcompete like either a one loss Oregon or an undefeated Washington uh, or like a one loss Washington Pac-12 champ uh, or like a Florida State. So, like, you have 
you there, there's no other option but to win the conference or even have a shot at the playoff, but it, it is still possible. Um, so then you like you have them, you have Oklahoma State, who's been playing a lot better ever since they stopped rotating three quarterbacks. In their last Bedlam matchup for the foreseeable future, I think that there's a chance that this place is going nuts. So it's going to be a hostile environment for oh, games at Oklahoma State, right? I'm not correct. correct. Yeah. Yes. So I just like head head says take Oklahoma State, but I just I think that there's a chance that Oklahoma finds a way off the mat here. What I really like is the under in a weird way. But this game, it's also Bedlam. Like, you can't take an under in Bedlam, especially at 61 and a half. You'd be insane. Um, yeah. Like, it, you could you could just see a 49-42 game, and you're just like, well, what, what did I smoke that made me think that this game was going to stay under 60 points? So, like, I don't know. This is sort of, uh, to me, it's a fireworks show. Just sit back and watch um, and not really be involved. But, um, but yeah, I, I guess if you put a, Gun to my head because it's plus like it, like it's less than the score. I would lean Oklahoma, but I'm I'm just gonna let this one play out. That's fair. I hope there are fireworks. I am I am gonna take the over here sixty one and a half. Um, you'll know pretty quick, I think, if this is gonna hit or not, or at least have a gut feeling if this is gonna hit or not. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State scores a lot, even when they lose, with the exception of South Alabama, which I still cannot believe they lost. 33-7 earlier in the year, but um, they, they can score a lot, and I think OU would keep pace rather than try and rely on their defense in, in that scenario, right? Like if Oak State comes out of the gate firing first possession touchdown, if you're OU, the solution isn't like, oh, defense has just got to step up. It's like, no, we're just going to outscore them, right? So I think in that respect, as long as Oak State can put up like four touchdowns, one a quarter, I'm pretty confident this over is going to hit. Um, so uh, I'll take the over here. I also, you know, OU is a good team coming off a bad loss. They're going to try and make it clear that they're still viewing themselves as a contender in the playoffs. And I think the way to do that is to come out and just handedly beat Oak State at home, um, at, at their home, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like I like the over here. I think the over plays well. So you're taking it? Yes, 100%. Okay. Sorry, did I say lean? No, I'm I'm taking. The I thought I, I thought it was I I thought you said lean. That's that's my fault. But yeah, no, I, no, I don't no. hate it. I, I think it's yeah. I just I don't have any gumption to to take any side of this. But I I don't I don't hate the logic. Uh, maybe a I I don't want to say a low key good game because it is a ranked matchup. But this could be an interesting one. Missouri at Georgia. 330 kick. Georgia is 15 and a half point favorites. Over under is 54 and a half. Uh, Mike? I I do have a play here. And when I do I, too. I wonder if we're on opposite sides. Um I don't I don't know. Um I so since we're starting I'll I'll do records when I get to my picks. Um so when I go to Virginia to place my legal wagers, I am taking the over 54 and a half. Um, I, I was dead on. I, I've been very dialed into this Georgia team all year. Um, aside from, I will say, had Georgia-South Carolina totally wrong. Had that one wrong. 
but I knew they were going to crush Kentucky. I had a feeling they were going to crush Florida last weekend, and they did it both times. Um, so I am not as bullish on them. This Some people are making the comparison to the Arkansas game. You know, we talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago where Arkansas showed up to Athens as a top-10 team and got crushed by – this was the first national title year, the defense that had everybody. Um, that's not what's going to happen here because Mizzou's offense is much better than that K.J. Jefferson Arkansas team, and this Georgia defense is not that good. But Carson Beck is playing like a Heisman contender-esque sort of quarterback right now. Like he is – even without Brock Bowers last week, he has complete command of that offense, supreme confidence. Lad McConkey looked like Lad McConkey. Like they they looked amazing. And like you knew that game was over when Florida goes for the trick play, tush push, like snap between the legs, halfback pass on fourth down. And it doesn't work. And do I hate going for it there? No. Do I hate the play call? Not necessarily. The the part of that call that I hated was the fact that you did it inside your own territory. And I get that, like, normally you do that when, you know, fake punts, you don't, you never fake a punt in plus territory because everybody sees it coming. You fake a, you fake a punt on, like, your own 35-yard line. So I get why you wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't want to rely on it there. But I think if you're going to get tricky on a fourth down play, you want to do that at least in a situation where if it doesn't pay off, you don't give Georgia back the ball with a short field or that short field. Like they have to drive the at least, you know, 55 yards. So, and, and then Georgia goes down the field after kicking a field goal on their first drive and they score a touchdown immediately. And it was 10, seven Georgia. And you just knew Georgia was like, okay, we took your, we took a first punch to the face. This is over now. And they, they ran the score up like it was over and Florida didn't score again. No garbage time. So, um, I feel like I've had a good read here. This is not going to be that kind of game. I think that there's a chance that Georgia still covers it, but I don't think that this is going to be a dominant performance. And so my, my ticket on the over here is I feel like we're going to get a couple Luther burden touchdowns. I think Georgia is going to put up like 30 to 35 or more. And so if you're looking at it from that perspective, you could have a cover scenario where it's like, I don't know, 37-14, wouldn't get you there. But, uh, oh, no, 37, yeah, 37-21 gets you there. So, um, like, you could have a higher-ish scoring game like that, but... Georgia still looks somewhat dominant, although they don't look completely dominant. So I'm just going to take the over here because I think Carson Beck's going to keep scoring. I think the Georgia defense is a little bit, you know, obviously not as good as they have been recently. And I think Mizzou's got a pretty good offense that's going to be able to score points. So, I, you know, you, I think that there's a pretty good chance you get, you know, in the 20s from Mizzou. How far Georgia goes above that, I don't know. And that's where I, I'm staying away from the spread. But I think that ultimately ends up with uh, this overhits, and it might be pretty comfortable. So I'm going to take the risk here on Mizzou plus 15 and a half. Um, so a couple things here. First is that it's a good number to take if you're leaning Mizzou, right? Obviously above the 14 and a half or 14 football number. Um, it, it's really about watching Mizzou play this year I have confidence in how they've performed so far. 
and conversely, I don't think Georgia's really played anybody that's given him a kick in the mouth yet. And I can see that being Missouri, right? Um, Georgia, you know, handled Florida. They handled Vanderbilt. They handled Kentucky. I mean, Auburn was the last big matchup they have. And I think Missouri and Auburn are very neck and neck on skill level. Um, and Georgia did not cover that 14 point spread. We talked um, about that one though. Weird, weird things happen on the planes. I agree. I agree. I just think if you're Mizzou, right. And you're looking at now and what you have ahead in your schedule, this is a really good chance to impress upon people that you're at least into your six bowl team. Uh, possibly if you win this game and continue to win, you might be starting to be talked about in the college football playoff conversation. But I think, I think 15 and a half is just too much for me to not lay the points with Mizzou here, even with Georgia at home, even with the obvious understood importance of this game. On top of that, Georgia is one in six against the spread this year. They have not been the dominant team. No, they're at least, they've got to be at least two and six. I'm sorry, two and six, two and six. You are right. I was looking up, uh, Action app has two different things listed here, but they are two and six. They're they covered last week and they covered against Kentucky, and those are the only two covers they had this year. Um, so give me Mizzou. I'll lay the points. I'll take them uh, and hope that they're able to keep it close to Georgia. Don't hate it. Um, I think there's a way we both get there. I wouldn't disagree. Uh, next big one of the week. Uh, Washington at USC. Obviously, USC coming off of a series, I would say, of disappointing losses. Uh, Almost my, a disappointing loss against uh, Cal. They barely beat them. Well, yeah, I mean, I would say disappointing performances. Maybe that was, was basically best. a loss. Yeah, yeah. Best way to phrase that. Um, okay, Mike. What do you think? I you have a, you have a play for this one. I do. And it's very Homer-ish. I really wanted to take Washington. My only, only reservation is that Washington's defense has not been the same since the Oregon game. And the, the offense has been inconsistent. They've been a little bit up and down. But the defense giving up 33 to Stanford. Um, don't know how I didn't see that look ahead sort of coming last week. Uh, on Washington, but they're just, they haven't been the same team. And I get it. They beat Oregon and they already had like the sleepwalk performance before that against, I think it was Arizona State. Um, or maybe it was Arizona. I forget. Um, so, like, I want to say Washington is just going to come out and prove they're the better team here and dominate, but they've been a little bit banged up. And, like, when you've got Caleb Williams, you've got a shot. So, like, I, as much as I think, Washington is way better. I don't know that I necessarily trust their defense to be able to get like the, you don't need one or two stops against Caleb Williams. You probably need like three or four and then Penix will just, will will take care of the rest. But I, cause like USC is not stopping anybody. Um, and the, the total says, yeah, agree. It's, it's 79 and a half. Um, but I also, I just have a hard time. Like, I can't fully commit to Washington getting the stops they need to beat Caleb Williams. And like I said, he's doing the things you need to do to keep a team like this in game. So um, I lean Washington. I think they ultimately do win. I just three and a half is like perfect. 
in the number and where there's a chance they just don't cover it. And like you have a, a stupid score that keeps you from, from cashing it. So uh, I'm going to stay away here. I'm going to stay away from the total too, just because like, you know, a couple turnovers here and there and you don't hit that number. So um, yeah, I, I lean, lean Washington, but I'm not on this game. Uh, I also lean Washington. This is one of those where you, I think whoever covers, you're going to retroactively look at yourself and be like, oh yeah, of course. Right. But I think if that's Washington, you're doing it because they're a dominant team and they just snap back into place. And if you're doing it for USC, you somehow justify that the last few weeks were a fluke and that they're actually a very good team. I hope Washington win this, wins this game. I want to see them in the college football playoff. Uh, I don't think USC is a very good team, and I think we've seen that repeatedly. But this could be one of those ones where, you know, Washington plays USC this week. But every game they have from here on out is difficult. Next week is Utah. The week after that is Oregon State. And then they finish up with Washington State, which isn't a walk in the park, right? So I'm not loving Washington in any of these spots until they really truly snap back into place and are able to score like more than 15 against Arizona State or not letting up 33 points against Stanford, right? Like these are concerns you would have coming late into the season against teams you should trounce right and instead you're coming off of that Oregon win and you're not doing so hot so I would like to see um, in my opinion Washington start to wake up here if I'm a fan of Washington so I'm not taking again this is just a lean three and a half but I, I agree with you that I think we're going to see what these teams truly are probably in this matchup I'm hoping that's Washington is very good but I'm not convinced uh that Washington won't lay an egg and get caught here before another three big games to finish out the season. So I agree with you. Last game of the week, LSU at Alabama, 7.45 p.m. kickoff Eastern time. LSU is plus three over under 60 and a half. This is typically one of the most fun games in college football every year. Uh, this year, no different with LSU at six and two and Bama at seven and one. Uh, Mike, I'll let you go first here again. Uh, what plays, if any, do you have, and who do you like outright? Uh, I'm on Bama minus three. I like them outright. Um, I we're on opposites. How dare you? Yeah. Um. All right. So my my case, I don't trust either of these teams. Really agreed. Agreed. Strong agree. Holy crap. Um, which means that you have to trust Nick Saban. And like, and to me, LSU hasn't played a defense this good maybe all season. Um, and I'm going to their schedule just to check that. I mean, they definitely I, they haven't in the past several weeks. Um, you like Auburn's not nearly as good. Uh, they yeah, Ole Miss isn't as good. Um, and. And granted, they've been in the 40s every pretty much every game, not uh, aside from Arkansas, um, since that Florida State game. But Florida State's defense is not as good as Alabama's defense. Um, it's a dangerous play because I like there's a chance that LSU basically scores on every possession. But this just feels like a game where Nick Saban finds a way to beat Brian Kelly, and that's what I'm 
sort of putting my trust in. I don't like there's a chance that LSU is just totally off, but Alabama can't. Re- I think this game's close no matter what. I, there's a chance that LSU is totally off and Alabama wins what we would consider to be a relatively lower-ish scoring game. Um, there's also a chance that Jalen Milrow is firing on all cylinders and they hit a couple big plays and Alabama barely gets enough stops to win a higher scoring game. But I just like I just can't. The way that LSU has played some close games this year, the way that they played against Ole Miss – the how banged up their secondary is like I just think Bama is going to hit big plays when they want to hit big plays. They're going to be able to run the ball when they want. Like Mingo, Wingo, Mingo, whatever his name is, in the middle is not there, so they're going to be able. They should be able to run the ball, play with a little bit of balance. I would not be shocked if Alabama really, really controls time of possession here. But I like I said, it all comes down to for me. Alabama at home. I know this didn't work with Texas, but I think Nick Saban just is a better is better in this spot with a defense that he trusts and like the confidence that this offense has been playing with. They may not cover. I just I have a hard time seeing LSU with no defense whatsoever going into Tuscaloosa and beating this Alabama team. And so at three, you know, hopefully you don't win but not cover at such a low spread. So um, I'm going to take Alabama with the points. Uh, if I push, I push. But I think that there's a chance um, that Alabama shows up and just and looks like just the more experienced, more composed team, which is what they usually are. So I... Don't hate the analysis. I I do think I'm taking a risk here. Um, it he is like the, the LSU and uh, uh, under Kelly. It's so hot and cold at times. Um, and this this year for Bama more seems like a fluke than anything. I just think with the stakes as high as they are, with Alabama having looked as weak at times as they do. I'm not comfortable laying them minus three. I guess LSU for me is more of a lean. Um, I I do think they have at times the capability to kind of show out at um, when they play Alabama. I don't know what it is. They always just seem to play Alabama tough. I If you were actually going to ask me to give like a hard take on this, I wish there was a win by three Bama bet because I might actually take that. This seems like one of those <laughs> games where like exactly on the line is exactly where the score ends up. Um, but I, I'm going to play LSU here probably um, at plus three uh, as we get later on in the week. Um, it's not that obviously I think Bam is horrible. Uh, I just, I, to me, there is more value with the points here. I think LSU at times has shown they're kind of, you know, oppressive. Uh, I don't know that we've really seen that from Alabama. I mean, they barely beat Arkansas two weeks ago. Um, and LSU. Granted, so did LSU. To... Yeah. But I mean, LSU also beat Auburn 48, 18. I mean, they beat Mizzou and covered pretty handedly. And I think Mizzou's better than what they showed in that game. Um, I just don't know that I like laying minus three points with Bama. Bama has just looked all over the map this year. And like I know they're seven and one, but until they figure it out, until they show me they're a, a perennial contender, I'm not going to have confidence uh, with them playing LSU, even if they're at home. 
Um, so that's why it's a lean again. Just I I don't like either. I don't love either of these teams, and they both seem to play poorly at times. So I'll just take points. You know what I mean? Does that make sense more or less? Yeah, I I hear you. Um, I so if we if we say that they're early season losses out in non conference, we throw them both out. I I'm also trusting Bama being much more battle tested, um, and coming up bigger in those spots. Like LSU did beat Missouri at Missouri. Um, that score, it's it. You know, obviously the game ended forty nine thirty nine, but. Cook threw a pick six at the end of the game, so it was a, a three-point game. They barely won. Um, but they lost at Ole Miss, uh, and they barely beat Arkansas at home. Alabama also barely beat Arkansas at home, uh, but they went to Texas A&M and won that game. They beat Tennessee at home. They beat Ole Miss at home uh, in close games. Like, they just – they've had, you know, those two extra-ranked wins. And I get it, both were at home, but both were sort of games where they had to, like – overcome adversity to win them and I just I think that experience is going to be valuable and they're going to be a little bit more composed and I think they they really do feel like a team that has this that has just been building confidence all season and this is a game that they always have circled so I I just yeah it's just a gut like I just think Nick Saban finds a way to get his guys ready for this one and they come out I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right, Mike, run me through your picks. All right, so last week I went five and four. Uh, that brings the record on the year uh, to 54, 46, and one. That's 54%. We're up five and three-quarter units uh, on the year. Um, just looking at the card last week, obviously dead wrong on Houston. I don't really want to talk about UNC besides the fact that they just, <laughs> we were dead wrong on UNC. <laughs> they just do, yeah, they do what UNC does. That's where I'm salt in the wound. <laughs> which is just lose as double-digit favorites, uh, games they shouldn't, especially against Georgia Tech. Uh, dead right on uh, Oregon and Georgia. Um, was right on the total for Duke-Louisville, definitely wrong on the, the side. Um, and then uh, Washington was a loser from the start, but also nailed Ohio State-Wisconsin uh, the under there. Um, I'm going back to the well on Arizona this week. Um, had them last week plus three and a half. They went outright against Oregon State. They are once again home dogs. Um, they, it, this is like, it, it's weird because this is the late night, like the last game. Uh, they are once again home dogs against uh, UCLA, who doesn't have a quarterback, yet somehow Arizona is a two and a half point dog to a team that is Sands quarterback. Um UCLA is a good defense, uh, but Arizona has been a house of horrors for the entire Pac-12 all season. Um, They are believing. They are playing with a lot of confidence. UCLA is not necessarily sputtering. I mean, they did beat Colorado pretty handily, but before that, they have not looked overwhelming against anybody. So I I really like Arizona again in this spot, and I'm going to take them. Um, Moving back up to the beginning of the slate, uh, Nebraska minus three, uh, they go to Michigan state, Michigan state might be on quit watch. I would assume they have like a ton of guys getting ready to transfer, uh, quit watch, shout out cover three again, uh, <laughs> trademark that term. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like this, it. I've actually never heard it. So it's, yeah. It's they like they're, they're a team that might have quit already. Um, Nebraska meanwhile has everything to play for in the big 10 West. They've been playing a lot better lately. Um, 
And obviously only giving up three points going to a team that really just has nothing left to play for. Like their season's over. They don't, I, do they still get Ohio state? Like fun. They're going to go get their, their ass kicked. Um, they, yeah, it's basketball season up in East Lansing. So I, uh, I just think nobody's really going to be at this game. Nobody's going to be paying attention. 12 o'clock kick weather should be fine, but, um, Nebraska, meanwhile, has everything to play for in the Big Ten West. In Matt Rule's first year, so they turned a corner at some point, they believe now. So, um, yeah, this is just a team that is still playing like they want to play football versus a team that doesn't want to play football anymore. So I'll take Nebraska minus three there. Uh, I'm also going to lay the points with Ole Miss against Texas A&M. Originally, in my head, I wanted to take Texas A&M in this spot, um, but I assumed that that line was going to be much bigger than it currently is. And I've sort of done a 180 in that I think just Texas A&M winning last week in a game where they really came out sloppy and then, you know, finished the game by keeping Spencer Rattler off balance and he turned back into a pumpkin. Um, I, I think it was a win they desperately needed, but it was by no means convincing. And it was at home against a team with no offensive line and, Texas A&M has nothing but defensive linemen. Um, offensively, Max Johnson, if you've never watched Max Johnson play, what's the best <laughs> way to describe this? It's like watching a pedestrian avoid a car crash narrowly on every single snap. Um, <laughs> because he just stands there. Like, he just stands there with the ball, and he just taps the ball, and he pitter-patters his feet, and you just see the defensive lineman closing in. And they're about to just rip his head off. And then he gets rid of it just in time. And you have no idea where the ball's going. You watch him get absolutely crushed in the backfield. And sometimes it lands in Anaya Smith's hands. And sometimes it lands 15 yards out of bounds. Um, and Ole Miss, shockingly, like for a team we never considered to have a defense, does have ends that can get after the quarterback. I just think this is a bad matchup for Texas A&M and what they're trying to do. Game is at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is very balanced offensively. I think they'll be able to keep that Texas A&M pass rush at bay. Jackson Dart's playing pretty good. I'm not a believer in Ole Miss, but I'm a believer in this spot because I think Jimbo's gotten the heat off of him for another week. They don't come out with a lot of ingenuity, and I think Ole Miss still with a lot to play for out in the West. Um, if Alabama slips up at all, they are sliding back into the you know SEC championship conversation. So uh, with that said, I'm going to take Ole Miss minus three. Um, sticking with the uh, Texas A&M South Carolina game, we have a good old fashioned Alex. I don't know if you saw this. We have a cock off. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina at home against Jacksonville State, the battle of the Gamecocks. Um, I did not see this, so thank you for yes. For pointing it's, a, this out. it's a good old it's a good old fashioned cock off, a sword fight, if you will. Um, I am going to take South Carolina minus 15 and a half. Um, Jacksonville State has been a pretty good G5 team this year, but they've been playing teams that can't throw. The one thing that I I, I thought Spencer Rattler was really impressive in the for, first quarter yesterday. Everything went to hell in the second quarter when I think he had three intentional groundings. Um, but, yep. the, but Jacksonville State has not played a team with the kind of outside talent that South Carolina has. And I just think 
you would normally like power five matchup beginning of the season. This line would have been probably somewhere around 28. Um, and I don't necessarily think that 15 is an accurate representation of the talent gap here. Um, the uh, Vegas agrees with me here. 82% of the cash is on South Carolina compared to um, 67% of the public. I think when you look at Jacksonville State's record, I think some of the public is going to look at this and think it's a spot where uh, you have a G5 team that has a, the possibility to, you know, kind of sneak up on uh, a team like South Carolina. But South Carolina needs a win. Like, they need this win. And I think they're going to use this game to get in rhythm, to get down the stretch. Um, so I I like South Carolina here. Give me them in the Battle of the Gamecocks. Um, I'll try to go through these a little faster. We talked about – um, Georgia, Mizzou over 54 and a half. Uh, I'm going to save that one next on my list for the end. Uh, I'm playing a, a one extra total this week as opposed to last week. Cause I went three and oh on totals and, uh, two and five, two and four on spread picks. Um, so I'm going to, going to try to lean into some totals more, um, rounding out the, the sheet here. Um, Illinois, Minnesota under 43. I I have been all over it all season. Minnesota is trash. Illinois' offense is also bad. I don't know where anybody's getting 43 points in a game that's outdoors at Minnesota in November in a Big Ten West game where nobody scores any points. Like, why this total is at 43 when it's eighth in Caliac Mass versus God knows who for Illinois? Um, where are these two teams sharing 21.5 points? It's not happening. Um, Illinois, Minnesota, uh, Vegas agrees with me. Ninety-seven percent of the cash is on the under. Um, I'm also going to take the under. Oregon State and Colorado. Uh, this is another late night game out west, but Colorado has sneaky sort of struggled offensively. I mean, not really sneaky in the sense that Dion's telling his offensive linemen that they didn't bring in the right guys and they're not good enough, um, but. It, like they just haven't been the same gunslinging sort of offensive team. I, you know, they, I think they scored 21 against uh, UCLA. Oregon state has a good defense. They haven't been firing it on, on all cylinders offensively. I don't know that I would necessarily be shocked to see Colorado play this pretty close um, because the games at home, it's a night game. I think that most people think the air has come out of the balloon a little bit for uh, Colorado, but I could see a world where he gets them up to play this game against an Oregon State team that kind of probably feels like they have everything in front of them and might be looking past this game a little bit. So I don't necessarily hate Colorado plus the points, but I'm going to take the under because I think Oregon State doesn't have the capacity to put up. Not they don't have the capacity, but I don't think they're going to go in a, like the – 30, 40 point range if they're going to win this game by two scores. So I think mm-hmm. the only way you really get to this total is if this game is really close uh, and it's a high scoring game. And just the way Colorado has been playing lately in the town on Oregon State's defense, I don't know that I see that happening. So give me the under 62 there. And then the last one, this one is a total, like makes me want to throw up in my mouth uh, sort of play. Iowa at Northwestern. Yes. Yes, I'm doing it too, baby. (laughs) Under 31. (laughs) It is so gross. It's so disgusting. It makes me want to like shave a cat. But Mm -mm. like, I love it, baby. I love it. It is, yeah. 
it is just raw, uncut, mainline heroin Big Ten West football. Um, and by the way, if you're like, there's no way this under hits. I've taken I've taken Iowa like under 30s before or under you know 32s before. Yeah, it the hits Minnesota every one. fucking time. It hits Iowa every, Minnesota. I, hit, I think it, it this hit year the I took record it. at yep. 30 and a half, and the game was 12 10. Yep, I took it. It was fun. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, a thrill. It's a thrill ride. Yeah, it's a real and this is thrill another ride. spot. Like Northwestern is horrific offensively. Iowa just inform like Brian Ferentz is a literal walking ghost. Uh, shout out Halloween. He is like <laughs> he's not coaching after the season. Um, like they're not going to get inventive. So this is going to be a punt fest. It's eleven or not eleven a.m. Sorry, two thirty kick in Evanston. Gross game. This will be an under. Like, Iowa's defense is going to do Iowa's defense stuff. Iowa's still not going to score any points. Um, now that the drive for 325 is officially dead in the water, like, there's no incentive for them to, to like, try to even pretend to play offense. Um, yeah. The, under 31 here. This, like, I, I'm – it's weird because I'm sort of, like, very confident that this also hits, too. Like, I, I love this play, and it's 31, and I'm taking the under. I don't hate it. Is, it. is that all your picks? Is that your last one? Yeah, that's it. That, I, my full card is nine. We talked uh, about the others in stride. Bama minus three. Yeah. Georgia over 54 and a half. I, I had a completely three and three weekend last weekend. I added uh, two lane over at the end uh, when I was making my bets uh, later in the week. Uh, I gave you uh, lean Texas. I gave you over uh, OU Oak State, LSU, lean Mizzou and Washington. Uh, I'm also taking that Northwestern Iowa under. Um, I just can't. I genuinely cannot wait for that game. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, because, it, all right, so when you watch that game, it's fun having the under because every field goal is like, it matters, right? It's not just touchdowns that matter. Like every field goal can be the difference maker. So watching them miss three is, is always fun. Shit like that. Um, okay, my picks this week. First pick, Notre Dame minus three at Clemson. Um, this is a Clemson stinks bet. Uh, I saw a tweet the other week. It said, taking the Lord's name in vain, and this is paraphrasing. It said, taking the Lord's name in vain doesn't mean you say a bunch of syllables that say God. It means creating a football program that you claim is in God's name, image, and likeness, and then going four and four, which I just found too funny. Uh, I think Clemson's bad. I don't think Dabo Sweeney, I think you and I were talking about it. I don't think Dabo Sweeney has much time left at Clemson if he can. Well, he does have a, I, I did find out he has a $64 million buyout. Which and Clemson doesn't have oil money, so they're not. Gonna no, they do here's, not. Well, not here's yet. What's going to happen? They're going to get snuffed against North Notre Dame, and then they're going to beat North Carolina at home to save their season. That'll be that'll be the win where Dabo goes. We're back. Like, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I you're just, dreading that already. I see it all coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but give me Notre Dame minus three uh, away. Sixty degree weather. No concerns as far as weather and and Notre Dame. It looks. I mean, do the eyeball test, man. Notre Dame looks so much better. Um, and then I got a few weird ones here. So these are these are partially um, our system plays, but I do have some reasons for them. Uh, Temple plus seven uh, against Navy. Temple's two and six. Navy's three and four. Uh, Navy is going to run the triple option. Temple has a decent 
defense when they're not playing SMU. Um, they've, you know, not done so hot this year, but Navy can't. I don't think Navy's going to be able to move the ball that great against Temple. I think the game's going to go quick because clockwise because of how Navy runs the ball. And I think seven is a lot of points against any service academy. So give me the plus seven on Temple. Uh, UTSA at North Texas. I'm going UTSA minus six and a half. Uh, I like the Roadrunners. They have been playing pretty well this year. Uh, Current records five and three. Uh, They can score. Uh, And right now... 39% 39% of the bets and 98% of the money is on UTSA minus six and a half. So uh, pure system play, but I do, I do like UTSA's defense. They get a lot of turnovers, um, decent passing game, pretty good running game. So, so give me UTSA uh, on the road. I'm going to take UAB at home against Florida Atlantic plus two and a half. Uh, this line has shifted significantly. Uh, or bounced around a little bit, rather. Um, but again, system play, UAB, 45% of the bets, 95% of the money, suggests to me somebody knows something I don't. Uh, what concerns me is UAB hasn't really covered. They played UTSA, got their butt whooped. They played Memphis, got their butt whooped. But those are two good teams. So they're coming off of playing two good teams, playing a decent, if not uh, below decent team, um, in which uh, Florida Atlantic is, you know, you know, run of the mill. Good, not good, um, but UAB can pass, UAB can run. Uh, their offense is pretty explosive. And Florida Atlantic, their offense, let's let's say, leaves something to be desired. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take UTSA. I'm sorry, uh, UAB plus two and a half there. Uh, I'm going to take Southern Miss, one and seven Southern Miss, uh, minus two and a half at home against two and six Louisiana Monroe. Uh, again, system play, 75% of the money. Only 34% of the bets on Southern Miss, minus two and a half. Um, if you haven't watched any of Southern Miss, they're very bad. They haven't won since September, um, which is funny because Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, also hasn't won since that time. So this is going to be a real like ESPN 12 uh, matchup <laughs> between these two teams. But it's at 3 o'clock, you know, you're going to have the Mizzou game on. You're going to have the OU Oak State game on. This is this is going to be one of those YouTube TV, why is this in the fourth quad box uh, picks? I've got a real bone. To, like, I, I know that I brought this I, up before. We're we, running I know. The, the not being able to pick the games in the in the box, they've got to fix. They've got to fix it. so annoying. Like it is, it is funny to be like, we're watching LSU Alabama. Like Washington, USC, and then the other two games are like North. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah it's always <laughs> North that. Dakota it's, State FCS. <laughs> yeah, last week I think it was like Georgia Southern at Texas State, which is yeah. Last week it was it was the twelve o'clock window it was Penn State Indiana, which whatever. Um, it was Texas A and M South Carolina. There was one other bigger matchup, and then it, the only games you could get were like Tulsa SMU or like UMass UTEP, and you're just like, wh- why is that it? Like, why can't I just pick another? Like, why can't I just throw another game in that box? It is, dude. It's so annoying. It sucks. <laughs> I yeah, I agree. Um, and then the last pick again, system play. Jordan Unless they Southern want to minus. sponsor us, then it's the best thing ever. I do love YouTube TV. I just yes, I, like, I'm also a very happy YouTube TV customer, except for that. That is the one yeah. thing I have to pick. Let us pick. Because I, like, I want to go multi-sport with it too, right? 
Maybe yeah, they, like, they do it sometimes too. They they sometimes they do that, and then sometimes like, they, but they have to pick. It's just like why? Why are you it, limiting me? Yeah, it's like when you go into a bar and you're like, I want to watch college football, and they're like, we have determined what every game will be on every TV, and you're like, uh, I don't like that. Because, yeah, like I sorry, like, sorry, my seat is facing the bathroom, and Tulane is on downstairs. Like I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just put the fucking game on. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last pick of the week, Georgia Southern minus two against Texas State. Um, this is one of those, another one of those weird ones. I'm getting into these like lesser known games. I think that, um, I'm, I'm sure the start... margins are there. I'm just not educated enough to, <laughs> to find them. Again, 25% of the bets, 75% of the money. Not speaking too much to these teams. I really haven't watched either. Uh, aside from one of the bars I go to, there's a Texas State fan, and he says they're not very good. Um, but I'm going to just lay it with the money and see how I it like goes. that. Start, start to pick it out. I mean, he was like, "Yeah, they're not good. They're five and three. Georgia Southern six two. Hey, Clay Helton. Take, yeah, yeah. Clay Helton Over under this game seventy one. So like, fuck it. Why not? Lay the lay the minus two. All right. Well, that has been our show. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe, and we will see you next week for Stupid versus Spread. See you.